Uh, hi, everyone. Uh, normally, I'd say hello, 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 and cha-cha-cha, but uh, this is a bonus feature. Uh, I didn't get to do a lot of them last year, uh, although uh, Anchor tells me we did a lot more content than most of the people that were putting out podcasts. I assume they have day jobs like I do. But, um, yeah, I want to do more of that this year, and I want to talk to all of you, just me, just me, Alex, the person talking, because a lot of times... Um, we don't, um, how was the word I'm looking for here? Um, I think a lot of times we forget to, to do us and care for us. That's, that's, and I know that's a challenge for everyone. That's a challenge for everyone in this world, but we got to do it. We got to start, you know, putting ourselves first. Sometimes we got to say no to people. One's feelings are going to get hurt. It's okay. Okay to do you and take care of you first. My friend Kayla reminded me of that today, and I want to thank her for that. Um, so I just want to get out that way. Um, it's it's um, been a crazy week, I have to say. But the best part about this week, honestly, for me, has been the uh, first episodes of the new year for one of my favorite televisions of all, one of my favorite television shows of all time, The Daily Show on Comedy Central, which has been on. Comedy Central now for 26 years. This is our 27th year on Comedy Central. The show first started in 1996 with uh, um, on Comedy Central. And really, the network was a, it was a young network at the time and didn't have a lot of hits at the time. And South Park hadn't really pre- – didn't premiere until the following year. The show was created by a young – by a very talented comedian named Liz Winstead. Um, if you're a liberal like me and you watch MSNBC from time to time, or it's always playing in your backyard, and that's okay if it is. Um, um, it was created by um, Liz Winstead and Madeline Smithberg in 1996. When it premiered, uh, the goal originally was to, at least under the direction of the first host, Mr. Craig Kilborn, uh, the direction, the, the purpose of the show was to, you know, satirize and parody local news. Like, you watch local news, and I was in that industry for seven years. Um, they sort of made that – how do I say this? That was their the purpose originally, and there were a lot of P, uh, what was it before? segments featuring correspondents that included Stephen Colbert, who was in the cast. Um, let's see who else was in the cast. There's a lot of correspondents they've had. Um, but Steve Colbert was in that cast. Um, um or, like, real early on, he was in that cast. Real early on. Um, uh, Colbert got hired. And he actually, Colbert had worked at comedy. Um, uh, Colbert had worked at Good Morning America before that. And he had been a writer for um, Dana Carvey, actually. He worked on his short-lived show. But, yeah, Colbert came on in 97. So, a year after it started. But, like, that early cast, if you look at that early cast, it's like, he's in that. And he was absolutely hilarious. There's a gal I'm blanking on. Beth Littleford. I was blanking on her name. I apologize, folks. Beth Littleford was in it. And ultimately, um, the goal of it, Mo Rocco was in it early on. Jeffrey Ross was on early on. Like, it's interesting. it was an interesting cast. You look at these, you know, performers that were on there, and a lot of them have gone on to become major superstars. Now, uh, but that was the first three years of the show, and I never watched it during that period. I never thought much of it. Then a young comedian from New Jersey named John Stewart took over the show in 1999. Now, for people that don't know who John Stewart is, John Stewart, and if you are, if you don't know who John is, uh, I feel sorry for you. I'm sorry. 
John, uh, <laughs> John, um, was a, was part of that era of stand-up comedians in the eighties looking to get a big break. And he tried a lot of different arenas to get it, you know? Uh, but he also came up in an era where there were a lot of really great comedians. L- Leno was in the, was in that circuit. So was Jerry Seinfeld. So was Gary Shandling. So was Ray Romano, Colin Quinn, Janine Garofalo, um, um, Dennis Leary, like a lot of really, really talented comedians, many of them I grew up liking as a teenager and in my college years. Um, but I noticed when Jon Stewart took over the show, particularly when 60 Minutes did a piece on them, uh, right after, I think it was 2004 they interviewed Jon. It was when his first book, America the Book, came out. The correspondents who were on during that like period, the first few years when Jon was the host, amazing like crew was like, Steve Carell, who's now a, who's now a, become a TV star and a movie star, was in that show. Vance DeGeneres, Ellen's brother, was on that show. Nancy Carell, who's Steve's wife, was on there. Um, you know, uh, oh my God, Mo Rocca, who now does CBS Sunday, and he's wonderful and, and very funny and very witty and uh, just a, it's a, he went from being a fake news reporter to being one of the best correspondents. On that sh- on CBS Sunday, and he's guest hosted for Jane Pauley in her absence. It does it really good. I mean, Lee Cowan does a good job too. And um, but uh, Mo is Mo's a good dude on there. He really is. Um, okay, and then you fast forward after that, you know, and lo and behold, we get Samantha B later on, who went on to do Full Frontal on TBS. Great show. John Oliver, uh, Samantha's husband, Jason Jones. Um, Josh Gad from Frozen was in that show for a couple of years. You know, r- lovely Rachel Harris from Lucifer was in there. Ed Helms was on that show. Um, you know, I just... Aces Medenvi, I think I said his name right. Yeah. Hassan Minaj was a major superstar. Olivia Munn was on that very early on. Uh, Rob Riggle, who's really funny, was on there for a couple of years. Um, but, you know, like, when Jon Stewart took over... And Louis Black was a contributor from the beginning, and he was absolutely wonderful with his Back in Black segment. Think of it as Andy Rooney on fucking acid. He's not far left. He's not far right. He's somewhere in that... uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Radical center um, who's sort of pissed off at both sides selling us bullshit all these years, you know? That was the... And that was the purpose of when John took over... He very much, when John Stewart took over the show as, man, as host and managing editor, basically he, or executive producer, whichever term you prefer, um, he basically went to Comedy Central and said, we're going to make this more news, politics, and issues driven. Because John's stand-up was kind of lat already, and before The Daily Show, he had been a frequent uh, guest on Letterman. He almost got Late Night, and, you know, Conan ultimately got it. Um... um Lose my train of thought here. Bear with me here, folks. Um, so, but it, it is surreal. It is so surreal that that show has become what it became. Mostly by changing the direction from fake, from making fun of local news to the national circuit. And it was, it was a broader, broader prosper. It was broader pasture to do that. And politicians love John. And the media loves John. And there are times they're telling John... Wow, you tell it like it is. I wish I could do that. And John's like, well, maybe you should because there's you have a 24-hour news 
channel. It's like he went after everybody. CNN, MSNBC, Fox. You know, I'm, and I know there's plenty of C-SPAN too. There's plenty of material there too. But, you know, because it has a bit of a snooze fest. Sorry, folks, it is. But I noticed that and it helped me understand the news. It helped me be interested in watching the news. Folks, if you're going to watch a show like The Daily Show or The Late Show with Stephen Colbert, and he, Stephen does a wonderful job on there. Um, I hope we can kick Thumbelina uh, Gutfield's ass eventually. But Greg's had a few wins there, so, you know, I'm not going to... That's my nickname for Greg, Thumbelina Gutfield, because he is, like, four foot tall. <laughs> Maybe a little taller, but he's a, he's a fucking little runt. <laughs> little annoying piece of shit. <laughs> you know, conservative comedian. Uh-huh. Right. Keep selling yourself on that, Thumbelina. Anyway, beside the point, I'm, I'm getting off track here, folks. But, okay, so, um, and the guests were getting really better, too. Like, you know, Ralph Nader was on that show. Jimmy Carter was on that show. Bill Clinton was on there a lot. Obama was on there a lot. Um, I'm trying to think who else was on there. Blah, 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 blah. I was on there, that position-wise. Um, like, you know, the list was endless. Michael J. Fox was their first guest, not a politician, but a great man, all the same. And I noticed that John was just funny and witty, and he you, you sensed a deep concern along with the comedy. You know, Bill Moyers once called him this generation's Mark Twain. Bill Moyers, for people that don't know, uh, Deputy Peace Corps Director uh, for Sergeant Shriver. Uh, he worked for Lyndon Johnson, uh, that administration, Newsday, books, PBS, documentaries, shows, all that stuff. But And he was on with John a lot, too. And John, and actually... When Bill did a show for PBS in the late 2000s, John Stewart was his first guest, and he asked, why is John your first guest? He goes, oh, because I couldn't get Mark Twain. <laughs> and they, John got pretty deep with, with my man Moyers about comedy and about the media. And he basically, there's one comment he said to Moyers. He said, you know, the way that we treat media, or the way that media treats politics sometimes, sometimes it's like sport, and I know there are people like Thumbelina Gutfield who would love for uh, who would probably like that to be the case. Here's the problem, though. Um, you can't do it. You can't do it that way. It's politics. It's not sports. Sometimes talking about real life is boring sometimes. It's hard. And I get it. But you have to follow it because, as Thumbelina once said, it's the boring things that sometimes get you killed if you don't pay attention. Or will drive you crazy if you don't pay attention. So... I'll give, I'll give, I'll give the little run that little, you know, thing. And John's five foot six, but you know, here's the difference. John's annoying. John's not annoying. Gutfield is. So that's the difference. Uh, I would love to see Stewart debate that little run. Although Trevor Noah did. God bless Trevor. I don't think I would have the patience for that little, for that, for that dude at this point. I don't think I could, but in any event. Um, so when John left the show in 2015, we're all a crushed. He was on that show for 16 years. That's a long time. Trevor Noah came in, and God bless him, he did a good job. But he couldn't keep me there. And I say that because by 2015, the landscape of comedy had changed. When The Daily Show came on, um, Stewart was probably one of the few cable guys doing this, along with probably... Uh, who else am I thinking of at the time? Uh, Dennis Miller. Dennis Miller had a show, too. Uh, I don't understand. I like Miller. I have mixed feelings about him. I'll take Miller over Gutfield, actually. I will. Because <laughs> Miller seems like a guy you could have a conversation with. Gutfield, you could probably take him or leave him. And I could leave him. But Miller's cool. Um, and he was on, I think he was on with... And he, John, and he, Miller used to have John on his show 
a lot, even before he got The Daily Show. He's had one a lot, and they just have good conversations. And um, I just love, but I love that The Daily Show was funny and it made it brought me in. It helped me pay attention. This week is their first. This is their first week for the new year, and we're now on a quest to find a new host. Now that Trevor has stepped down, and here's who's on the bill to host. Leslie Jones has started off this first week and she has been fucking phenomenal. She has been phenomenal as they get. She was funny. She was in your face. She didn't hold back. The censors were ready for her. Her first guest was Morris Chestnut. He was really, he was really cool. And I, I definitely get to see The Best Man and then the sequel and then the TV show that's on Peacock. Looks really good. Uh, never saw it. Sorry, folks. I'm going to get to it. Uh, sorry, Neil Long. Uh, <laughs> I love you, Nia. I'm going to get to it, and we're going to talk, okay? So anyway, uh, <laughs> um, and then the second guest was uh, the current president of Planned Parenthood. Let me get her name for you, folks. Uh, first name is Alexis. I'm going to give you her full name. She was on last night with Leslie, and she was Alexis Miguel Johnson. <laughs> the first thing that Leslie said to her was, you actually, she said something to the extent of, uh, she actually looks like a woman. She is, and you know what? More power, something to that extent. But more power to Leslie for that, by the way. Um, <laughs> and they had a great conversation, and Alexis was, about to cry, Alexis was about to cry a couple times talking about the importance of Planned Parenthood and how the right gets so much shit about that organization wrong. I know, I did work for them in 2012 when I was a college student. I loved it. I'd do it again in a heartbeat if they called me back again. Please keep that in mind, Alexis. Um, their conversation was great. I highly recommend everybody go see it on YouTube TV or ComedyCentral.org or Paramount, wherever you, you catch it. Um, and I thought Roy Wood Jr.'s uh, segment at the White House was fun. He got to interview President Biden. Not very long, but it would have been nice if he'd interviewed him a little longer. Steph Curry was funny. He interviewed the press secretary. Uh, I, pray Christ- I pray Kareem still has a job uh, in a month from now. Lovely, you know, lovely woman, you know, but she's pretty guarded. And the people that write her off don't know why she's guarded, but we'll get into that in another episode. Cream was great, and the um, Secretary of Education, uh, first name's Miguel. Let me get you Miguel's last name, folks. Sorry. That's <laughs> how much I prepared for this episode. Um, but he was, and I will kid you not, as Roy is talking to this guy, Miguel Cardona, I'm sorry, folks. I wanted to get that right. And he was an educator himself for a long, long time, so... Thank you for your services, country, Mr. Miguel, as a teacher. We need good public school teachers in this country. We really do. And, um, and he actually, they talked about student loan debt, and I remember because Roy Wood gave, um, Roy gave his documentation for his student loans to Miguel to forgive them. I'm sure Miguel probably gave uh, some legal advice and probably is going to send Roy a bill for $1,000. Roy's going to be like, what the fuck? <laughs> But the point being is The Daily Show got me interested in comedy and politics and to care about the world as a whole. And to not always trust what peop- what media says or politicians says all the time. And if you can take that stuff with a grain of salt and have a sense of humor, y- you got something special. And the other guest hosts that are going to be taking over during this transition period are... Um, Sarah Silverman, D.L. Hughley, Chelsea Handler, uh, Hassan Minaj, who was a correspondent on the show. I love the man. Hilarious. We'll get into Hassan in another episode. Uh, Ms. M- uh, Marlon Wayans, John Leguizamo. Uh, who else am I thinking of? 
If I said Calpen twice, I apologize. Calpen, he's really funny. I love him in house, and he's actually worked for the president, President Obama. So, uh, and I'm sure I'm sure Biden will invite him back if the, if Cal doesn't get the Daily Show. Uh, <laughs> um, oh god, who else is on the list? Um, Roy Woods Jr. is going to guest host. So it's going to be a fun, fun year for the Daily Show. Roy's performance alone at that White House, he should have got, he should get nominated for an Emmy just for that. And I'm sure Roy will do a couple other items for consideration for the, for the uh, primetime Emmy, as he should. This is the one show you got to see this season before you go to bed. Make sure you catch The Daily Show. It's going to make you laugh. It's going to make you think. And I have a feeling we're in for a wild ride, whoever the new host is. You know, as I said, Trevor, Noah, no offense, funny man. But I knew he wasn't going to do that show for 15 years. I just knew it. I knew he wasn't going to do 15, 20 years. But you know what? That's okay. I hope he continues to do stand-up. I'm going to watch his stuff still. I like him as a person. So I'm rooting for you, Trevor. So, um, oh, and also, one more thing before we close this. Comedy Central, little note here. Please extend the show to an hour. Please, please extend the Daily Show to an hour. They can do better with the interviews, more pieces. It'd be fun. So just consider that, please. Uh, you know. We'll find a way to deal with uh, Charlemagne the God, who I love very much, and I love his show Hell of a Week. We'll get into that in another episode. But I just want to get that to you, and I want to do more of this over time. But uh, for now, I'm going to close it, and I'll say this. Have a good dinner. Please watch The Daily Show, and uh, we'll talk soon. And as I always close with, uh, read that book. Call your mom. Call your dad. Um, have that piece of cheesecake. Enjoy life. We love you. We will see you next time. Bye-bye.